0: It's the weekend it's time to have fun with your pet but when it comes to technology apps and what's hot you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time welcome to pet lover geek with Lorian clemens in today's show Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family now here's your host Lorian clemens
1: Happy Saturday, Pet Lovers! Welcome to Pet Lover Geek, where we chat about trends in technology and science for our fur kids. Today, we're gonna to focus on tech that helps you keep tabs on your pets when you are away from them. So there's a lot, of, a lot of tech advances lately, things like Bluetooth, remote sound and video, and the ability to tie into local Wi-Fi and cell services, what we a lot of times we call the internet of things. And it's really opening up a lot of new applications in pet uh, things. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about three really innovative uh, devices and we're going to talk to the companies that created them and made these tools so that we're able to keep connected when we're apart from our dogs and cats. So first up, we are going to talk to the inventor of iMyK9 to help us keep an eye on our canines when we have to leave them for a short time in the car. Joining me today is Karen Orr. She's the creator of iMyCanine, and Karen, we are so excited to have you on the show.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure.
1: Well, Karen, I want now, I, I, I haven't actually gotten a hold of my K9 or, or tested or anything like that. So, this is really new for me, too. I'm excited about this because I love hearing about new stuff. So, tell me what gave you the idea for this device?
2: It, I will tell you that it, it's going to sound possibly cheesy, but this is true. In November of 2013, I was waiting to go Christmas shopping with a friend and I was waiting in the parking lot and The good Lord gave me this idea, popped it in my head from beginning to end. And I thought, well, that's brilliant. It must be out there. And I looked and it was not. And I'm a physician assistant in general surgery right now. And I thought, well, somebody will invent it. And it kept eating at me every day. I'm calling you to do this. I'm calling you to do this. And I have, I've always had dogs. I have horses. I have a cat. And finally, um, my dad is a retired colonel from the Marine Corps. And our attitude is, if you don't know it, suck it up, buttercup, and figure it out. So I went to the January 2015 Consumer Electronics Show, and it was not there. And that's right when I started my business because I said, I'm going to stop dogs from dying from heat stroke, and it's going to start with me. And so I just moved forward with the idea.
1: Awesome. And so tell us, tell everybody a little bit about what, what, this, what this device does.
2: Absolutely. So iMyK9 is a cellular-based monitor that's portable. It goes in your vehicle. It connects to your cell phone via an app. It allows you to see, hear, and talk with your pet when you're away from them. And the app also tells you the temperature humidity feels like temperature in the vehicle because we all know it can be 85 degrees out, but if the humidity is high enough, it feels like 92 And then it will also notify you if it gets too hot in the car, too cold, or if you lose cellular connectivity with the device so that you always stay in contact with your pet while they're in the vehicle.
1: Okay, so there's a bunch of different technology, it sounds like, that's made up of this system. Give give us a rundown about all the different tech that makes up this system.
2: Absolutely. I will say that right now we are in beta testing. And in our beta product, what we've used is, for the most part, off-the-shelf already FCC certified, um, but there's a cellular modem in the monitor and Bluetooth is attached because the way the system works is there's a sensor tag, a Bluetooth sensor tag on the dog collar. And it is, uh, it has a 15 foot range to the cellular monitor. That way we know if the dog happens to get out of the vehicle because people park in the shade and unroll their window thinking that it's going to be fine for the dog and it's not. Um, But the dog... When the dog comes within range of the monitor, it picks it up, turns on the system, which also activates the app on your phone. And when you get out of the vehicle, you turn it on, and that's when you can start live streaming. But you can also uh, put that to the background so that you're not using up all your data. However, Mm -hmm. at that time, you actually can still hear and talk with your pet, even while the video streaming is in the background. Um, So it's it's technology that's out there nowadays. I just kind of reshuffled it around to fix the problem of dogs dying from heat stroke.
1: So is it, and then the audio is two way, so you can hear what's going on, but they can also hear you?
2: Absolutely. 100%. And that's because I know that people have dogs that can get nervous. And if you happen to be in the back of target because you're shopping and you're taking a little longer than you thought, if you can just reassure your dog, sometimes that's all dogs need. And so you can hear if they're getting kind of whiny. Um, you can hear if they're barking for some reason, then you could live stream and see what's going on. But you know, just the calming voice of mom or dad while they're apart. Sometimes that's all a dog needs to settle down.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I want, I want to know more about this testing because I'm, I'm a geek and I, I'm all about, you know, testing. <laughs> and w- tell me a bit about the testing of the tool because obviously there's a lot of dangers that you're trying to address here. Uh, dangers of letting a dog stay in a warm car or even a too cold car. Um, so the devi- the reliability of this type of device is going to be critical, but also things like the testing of the the video and the audio. Tell me what that's been like and maybe like adjustments that you've had to make along the way as you discover uh, issues that you need to solve.
2: Absolutely. And I will tell you that I am probably the least geek person that's listening right now. Um, but uh, with that said, I know I can always ask people smarter than myself. So I um, hired out a company called Hyco Solutions out of Savannah, Georgia, uh, And they helped me develop my prototype and they did all, we built it off of the Verizon platform and -hmm. through the Verizon standards. And um, they did all of the engineering for me. I told them what I wanted, how I needed it to work. They ran the specs through. And I will be honest and say this all occurred before the new CEO of Verizon came into play because Mm. Verizon's changing over their platform right now. And you're not quite sure what they're going to come out with on the other end. Mm -hmm. Um, but we can do it off of any major cellular network, um, And I say that because Verizon's program I'm very familiar with once we would go through the beta phase, since the FCC lets me test five units, when we're good with our beta and it's time for production, then you submit to the Verizon uh, the Verizon lab, and then they have to go all through Verizon certifications. So right now we are beta testing with um, in Madison, Wisconsin, our K9 team are called Capital k and we have five of the capital canines that are getting ready to beta test. And then uh, one of our advisory board members, Chris Boyd, is in international search and rescue. And she's joined up with a couple people that are in search and rescue along with AKC Breeders. And they'll mm-hmm. be beta testing the other two units.
1: And by what beta testing, I mean, give our, just because I think it's fascinating, I think our listeners would love to hear, like, what does that testing involve? I mean, what kind of tests are you running?
2: You know, Honestly, that testing is just as simple as it sounds. They're going to stick it in their vehicle and you just download the app from the, uh, the Google Play Store or the Apple Store and you just see how it works. What do you like? What don't you like? What does work for you? How the system works? Do you think, oh no, it would be better if it allowed me to do this or if this screen mm-hmm. was there? just from a user standpoint? Um, and and was, with
1: actual dogs, or are they just doing, putting the device in the car to test the device without the actual dog first? Absu- absolutely.
2: Actual dogs, real life scenarios.
1: And do you have any, are you getting any pushback from folks? Cause I know a lot of animal advocates actually promote that you never leave a dog alone in the car. So doesn't a product like yours like promote or even encourage the opposite?
2: You know, that's a great question. And I have two points to that. The first one is the law generally states it as leaving a dog unattended. And I, My Canine provides a constant virtual presence. The other thing I will tell you, because statistics are very poor on this, since 2011, 46 police canine unit officers have died simply because they've been left alone in a vehicle unattended and died of heat stroke. If we extrapolate that to the 27 million Americans that travel once a week with their dog, that's over 4,000 dogs die annually from heat stroke.
1: Mm-hmm. I, my I, I answer, might even be higher actually I would guess <laughs> I agree I absolutely
2: agree and my answer is stop the madness these are our furry children we need to stop this so we know we're going to do it so make it safer and mm-hmm. I my canine does just that
1: and do you have some sort of safeguards like you know I don't know built into the app or into the device itself you know to make sure that those limits of what temperatures are safe so if somebody's not going oh it's 85 in there they can handle it kind of thing do you have some kind of safeguards built into the program
2: We absolutely do, and we keep everything science-based. Unfortunately, in the field right now, there's just not good data. So what we've used is the American Veterinary Medical Association has a temperature range of when you fly with a pet in an airplane, it has to be less than 85 degrees. There's cutoff. Mm -hmm. So if it's greater than 85 degrees, you are not allowed to put a dog in an airplane hull. I will say that is a healthy dog. A non-snub-nosed dog, so that doesn't apply to boxers or pugs or things like that, Um, Mm -hmm. not for a double-coat dog like a husky, um, and not for a dog that would have cardiac or pulmonary issues as well. So I think our range is unknown, but in starting with at least the science that is known. We are using that as the high standard. So you're going to get noticed every minute that, and it it doesn't matter if your phone is locked or not, you're going to get a push notification that's going to violate that and it's going to vibe and alert you because some people put their phones in their purse. So you Mm -hmm. got to be able to feel it, you got to be able to hear it, and it's going to tell you, no, your dog is in danger. And the numbers on the app as well that are going to show you the temperature, they go from being the standard color of blue or green, depending on whether it's iOS or or Android, it's going to go yellow when you're approaching. So if you get to 85, when you're almost at the danger zone, Mm -hmm. it's going to go yellow to warn you. And then it goes, absolutely, it alarms you. And it goes red, 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 red. And it sends you the alarm because you need to know your dog is not safe.
1: Mm -hmm. I think this is something like this, I think is going to really help radically educate people. And I hope that they uh, look into it. So with that in mind, when do you anticipate that it's going to come to market? So what we're going
2: for right now is uh, we are still at the angel investor standpoint, and Mm -hmm. in order to just open it to the public, we'd need probably a Series A. So to get to that standpoint in July, we are going to have a Kickstarter, and we are going to open up 1,000 units, and that's it, because we can afford – getting a thousand units out there. And we have joined with a uh, mobile virtual network operator who will be covering our cellular connectivity and handling all that. So we're getting our ducks in a row, but to start out and make sure with the right beta testing. And then with a small number, we want to make sure we've dialed it in. If the thousand units look great, we're great. Mm -hmm. If not, then we're going to make the adjustments that the people who are using the product, let us know. And then by that point, we can show investors of the desire because I agree with you. This is an absolute product that I believe people are going to just run to for their furry family members. Exactly.
1: Cool. This is great. Well, thanks so much for coming on today, Karen, really looking forward to seeing how this goes with you guys. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Of course, and thank you for hanging tight there, pet parents. We're going to be back in just a few minutes, and we are going to talk with Pet Chats. It is one of the hottest new tech devices out on the market for pets. It's a pet cam, but oh, so much more, and we've got those folks with us next. You've been listening to Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel.
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Think of the world. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at one 472 Again, that's one 866 472 Five seven eight eight. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back, pet lovers. Today we're talking about ways to remotely monitor and communicate with your pets. And right now we have Joe Myers. He's the director of marketing from Answer Innovation and they make pet chats, which we've talked about before. Welcome to the show, Joe.
6: Thank you so much for having me. We love your show.
1: Oh, good. Well, great. And we actually have talked about Pet Chats before on the show. It was was back in an episode where we were talking about all the fun new tech that came out Mm -hmm. uh, recently, specifically last year, some things, and it was mentioned as a product that we really wanted to explore. So I was so excited when you agreed to come on our show. So let's dig right in. What I want to know and what I'm sure everybody would love to hear about is, you know, what's the basic gist? How did it come into being? What gave Dr. Uh, Kroll the idea and concept to do something like Pet Chats?
6: So, certainly. Thank you again for having us on the show. Uh, we really loved your conversations about pet tech uh, and all the fun things going on uh, for our furry friends. So several years ago, uh, back in 2011, uh, Dr. Mark Kroll and the uh, our CEO of the company today Lisa Lavin had a, uh, had a lunch meeting and really were talking about technology and emerging connected devices and the Internet of Things before it was a thing mm-hmm. um, people were talking about. And Lisa is a huge pet lover, and so is Dr. Kroll. And this idea kind of just came together, a collaboration of all of the different technologies that are out there, from videos to two-way, you know, two-way video, um, to technology, to apps. Um, so it's kind of a combination of all the technology that was already happening in the background. And they kind of put it all together um, we actually have four patents that uh, talk about the product and how innovative it is, um, kind of bringing all the new technology together to really benefit pet parents uh, for a fully interactive pet experience.
1: Right. And, and the basic gist is you know, you're at work or you're on vacation, and there's a unit that has a two way video and audio, and you can basically communicate with your pets, right?
6: Exactly. We really we really want to have this be like a complete sensory experience for your pet. Um, There are some other video cameras out there where you can see your pet from afar. Mm -hmm. uh, But this one is really right at their level, really pet safe. And you can actually see them. Uh, We actually have aromatherapy scents that are distributed as soon as a chat is started. Mm. So they can they can kind of smell like, oh, wow, that, yeah, that's mom. And that's what she smells like. Um, and then the treats are dispensed. And then we do have the two-way video and two-way sound. Uh, just like you're on the phone call, mm-hmm. not like a walkie-talkie. It's literally just like I'm on the phone call with my dog. Um, really came out of the innovation that you know people really want to be there for their pets when they're gone.
1: And and you mentioned the 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 aromatherapy and the treats and there's another new component and this is the one that we had mentioned in the show a couple weeks back the paw call. Tell us about that.
6: Yes, the paw call. This is an incredible device. It was actually one of the top top tech products from CES. Uh, so this device allows your pet to contact you um on a schedule so you set up a s- several times a paw call uh, time with your pet i usually do mine around 10 o'clock and then two o'clock in the afternoon and my dog's at home and the paw call device is on the ground and it lights up and with some simple training uh, the dog knows to press on the paw call mm-hmm. and then a treat's dispensed and then i get uh, an email that says your your dog would like to chat so then i open up my app and we're chatting within a couple seconds i spend you know a minute minute and a half on a break chatting with my dog and give him some extra treats really feels like i never really left my dog during the day
1: that's cool okay so this is actually so this is funny so when we were looking at this my team was looking at this they say okay well what if you have a chatty puppy that calls you all the time but but you actually you actually schedule the time with your dog
6: Exactly. That's actually the thing we get the most on on social media comments is my dog would call me all the time. If your dog would call you all the time, you need to have a paw call. But we all <laughs> yeah. know we're busy and we have you know there are other things in our life besides our dogs, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So we we schedule it. You get six times. You can schedule it during the day, which is plenty uh, yeah. of 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 chats. Um, and you would also can do is because, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm in meetings all day long working with partners and getting more distribution and getting influencers and just, you know, a whole bunch of things that I can't spend the time to talk to my dog, unfortunately. So we actually have game mode, which is another uh, another s- stimulation for the dog. So the pet chats will blink and then the dog has to hit the pet chat, hit the paw call, excuse me, when it blinks and then they get a treat and it goes three or four times, and it's kind of this mental stimulation for your dog during the day, so they're not just sitting around in the sun all day. They actually get a little mental stimulation, so usually a, a paw call in the morning and then a, a, an actual uh, call with them in the afternoon, and then you really feel like you never really left your dog, and you know all day that they're, they're happy and they're safe. And if you worry about them or if you have a, a dog with separation anxiety, mm-hmm. that goes away. We've seen it going away in as little as like two or three days
5: wow. when a dog,
6: this is installed and the separation anxiety goes away.
5: Well,
1: OK, so this is a this is still a relatively new product, even though you guys have been around for a couple of years now. But, you know, it's an expensive product, too. Let's let's not mince words here. It's, a, it's as far as a, a, a pet toy and it's not really a, a pet toy but it you know it goes in sort of in that category it's pretty expensive and you know people are going to do a lot of research so what kinds of things should they be thinking about to determine if this is really the right product for them before they make this sort of investment
6: certainly and, and we we are certainly an investment into the relationship with the dog um, our product has gone through rigorous testings for patents to to protect the technology. Um, the product is designed to be pet safe so that the product can actually be right with the pet. So the pet can be right in it, um, you know, their, their nose to the camera and they can see, see their dog. So when somebody's looking at this, I think the first thing to realize um, is quality um, of the product. Of course, pet safety, I sh- think, should be the number one concern in all pet products, whether it's a Pet Chats unit or they're buying a treat at the store. Um, So that's the number one concern, Um, the one number one thing I would look at if I was looking at this. Uh, And then the other is the functionality. We are the only one that does offer the two-way video and audio system. Uh, And so if you talk to any dog psychologist, um, they know that dogs can see and see uh, the, the video we have, the HD uh, video on the front of the unit so they can actually see your face, see you smile, uh, and then they actually, actually can hear you through the two-way audio. So that would be the other part is uh, trust that your dog is, you know, not just reacting to the treats, but honestly reacting to you, and this is actually backed by scientific research. Um, so we really, we really trust that dogs know, um, and know their know their pet parents, and this gives them the best opportunity to have a, a complete interactive experience.
1: Are any, like, you know, are there any drawbacks, though, that they should be aware of? I mean, I know, I, you know, as far as the connection of an internet connection or anything like that, that, that maybe make it not the best choice for you?
6: Certainly, I would say our biggest, the biggest, the biggest challenge we have for new, um, members, as we call new pet chats owners, is if their video, if their internet at their home, this is a, an internet connected device. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't, don't, you have to have a high speed internet. Um, there's some speed tests you can do. So we recommend about two megabits of upload speed just because you are doing two-way video and audio. Mm-hmm. But again, because it's two-way video and audio, you're going to have this immersive experience with your dog. Your dog is going to bark. You're going to hear it. Your dog's gonna sit. My dog. I can make my dog sit through the pet chats unit, which is a lot of fun. Um, it's really like you're in the room with them. There just happens to be this device in between you. So, so there what's the are, response
1: been? I mean, has the response been when you're when you're bringing out new tech? There's always you know, I, as working for a tech company myself, there's always feedback, both good and bad. So what's the response been overall?
6: It's been uh, it's been incredible. We have a ton of pet parents. You'll be joining uh, a ton of pack members around the country, um, who love the products, who really want to be a part of this. Um, you know, with all tech products, you know we've always had we've had some hiccups here and there, uh, but one of the greatest things I think about our technology is similar to Tesla is we update the technology um, about every two weeks. Mm. So we make the streaming experience better. We download that to all of the Pet Chat's owners that are connected to the network. Uh, We improve the the Paul Call experience. We improve the app. We're constantly updating and improving and making sure it's the ideal experience. So if if something happens in the world of tech, uh, then we we update it and we change it and we'll be integrating here in the next couple of year, uh, months actually uh, with some of the connected home devices the Amazon Echo and uh, cool. the the Google Alexa so those things will be kind of rolling out um, probably by the end of this year we they'll be uh, interact with that so the product's always updating and that's what you get when you buy a, buy the best in quality product.
1: Awesome, and and I you mentioned before about safety and 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 everything like that. I'm curious, what if you have like uh, an aggressive dog, or, or you know somebody who a dog who likes to really heavily paw at things? Do you have things and safeguards in place for a dog that maybe is overly curious with the actual device?
6: Certainly, I would say that would be our second most common question. So the first thing is that when this unit is installed. It's installed over uh, an existing outlet. Um, and if you're not familiar with home construction, all outlets are mounted onto a stud. So when you mount this, the Pet chat's unit onto your wall, you actually mount it onto a stud. Um, so we, it's about 150 pounds of pressure that the dog can rip down on it, which most, most normal dogs um, can't actually have that much pressure on it. So they actually won't be able to take it off the wall. Uh, we've had units that are scratched up and, you know, the dogs are, the, our treats are amazing. So the dogs want to get them. <laughs> um, so it is, it, that's yeah, that, would tr- <laughs> <laughs> that would
1: be Definitely, my yeah, concern. Definitely.
6: Yeah. So we, we've, we designed it to mount to the stud. Um, so you, you have like three inch nails, they mount right into the stud and the thing is solid as a rock. If you have a dog who is extra curious and maybe you have a large breed dog, Right. cool so can you know, can tear anything up and you know, can chew up your new shoes if you allow them to sure
1: um, yeah the so one thing it's it's like anything you've got to know yeah. your dog and 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 take precautions ahead of time as exactly much as you and, can. We,
6: and we do offer a, a specially made guard uh, that's oh, thick that's thick plastic that does go on top of it to our, offer another layer of protection
1: awesome well thanks so much for joining us today joe we've been talking to joe from pet chats joe tell us where they can find out more information.
6: You can go to PetChats.com, find out all the information. And for awesome. all the use, all the, uh, the listeners today, I want to give everyone an opportunity to purchase PetChats. If you use code PETPARENT, PetParent, all one word in the world, all one word, that will give you $38 off at PetChats.com uh, when Perfect. you purchase the PetChats unit. So PetParent at PetChats.com for $38 off.
1: Awesome, and we'll include that code in our recap uh, blog post as well. So thank you so much, Joe. Everyone sit and stay tuned. We'll be right back on Pet Lover Greek on Voice America's Variety Channel.
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: Think of the world.
5: You count. Tune into Inter Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out.
0: This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at one 472 5788 Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back, pet parents. Today we've been digging into products that help us monitor and care for our pets while we are away from them. So today, our next product is Pup Pod. Now, we've actually talked about Pup Pod a number of episodes because it is really an exciting piece of tech for dogs and for training them. But for the first time, we actually have the co-founder and CEO of Pup Pod, Eric Idas, on the show. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek, Eric.
7: Thank you. Welcome to be here.
1: So as I just mentioned, we've we've talked about you guys a lot. Uh, You're one of our favorite new products that's out there. Um, But there are some folks that are probably tuning in for the first time. So tell us a little bit about Pod and how it works.
7: Sure. Uh, Pod is basically a multi-level puzzle toy. And um, dogs play with the toy. And when they take the right action, then they earn treats. And they can either earn treats from a wirelessly connected treat dispenser, or our smartphone app will cue the uh human to provide the treats so you can kind of think of it as clicker training the human to provide the treats when the uh when the dog takes the right action with their toy
1: right and that that um the treat dispenser is pet tutor who we've actually had on the show before
7: right that's right yeah we work um we we've we've designed the, the product in our system to work with really bluetooth treat dispensers but um PetTutor is uh, an excellent product, and it uses Bluetooth, so we're able to um, send dispense commands from the smartphone app to their dispenser.
1: Awesome. Um, and that, That's a perfect segue into the next question I was going to ask you, because my my very favorite picture on the site, and it's because I'm a geek, I know, but I love the picture that you show that has the pod open, and it shows all the inner workings of the unit. So and since we're all about tech on this show, I, I would love it if you could share, with what, without, of course, giving away your secret sauce, what kind of technology is encased in that pod?
7: Oh, yeah. Um, well, there's two motion sensors so that when a dog comes up to the toy to sniff it, or just walks by the toy, that we can detect the dog's gotten close to the toy. Uh, we also have an accelerometer, uh, Bluetooth, there's a speaker so we can play sounds, there's LEDs so that we can use lights as part of the game. Those are some of the, the, the sensors and technology inside.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And, and is it, I mean, durable? I mean, I think about, like, if my Fitbit or my smartphone, which is also full of all kinds of great stuff, if my dog ever got a hold of those, it would be toast.
7: Well, uh, well, it it's, it's all the electronics are cased inside of a Kong wobbler. Um, we've modified the Kong so that, um, all of our electronics fit inside. And then we've drilled some extra holes so that the, um, things like the motion sensors and the LEDs can shine through. But if a dog, um, you know, can chew through a Kong wobbler, which is about three eighths inch, uh, ABS plastic, then this may not be the right toy for them. With that said, there's no food inside the Kong. So people who say, Oh, my dog just gets fixated with the Kong and tries to to crack it open, a lot of that drive comes from the Kong smelling like food. Mm-hmm. But since the treats in this and with the way we've designed our product, since the treats come from another source, the dog is constantly getting redirected away from the toy. And I've only seen we probably test with over a thousand dogs and um, the toys I mean just dogs picking up and dropping it and stuff like that, it's, it's fine. I've never seen a dog break it from, from just playing with the toy. And I've only seen that just, I mean, maybe one or two dogs really get fixated on the toy. Most of the time they redirect their attention back to the treat source,
1: back to where the food is. Yeah. And, and I, I also have a dog who likes to give all of his toys drinks. You know, he puts his stuffed toys in the water bowl all the time. What about as far as uh, waterproof or water resistance? (laughs)
7: Well, no, it's not waterproof. If yeah, okay. uh, your dog <laughs> drops it in in uh, in water, then you're it's going to ruin the toy.
1: Yeah, I figured as much. So, so just know your dog. If you not if you have a dog like mine that likes to give his toys uh, drinks, and he also puts them in the food bowl because I think he thinks his toys want to eat food as well, um, then know that, that about your dog. So, <laughs> after-
7: we, we have taken we have taken some measures to try to reduce like slobber getting in the toy. Mm-hmm. But if it gets submerged in water, then yeah, that's going to be uh a tough order
1: yeah to yeah fight. i would uh, yeah i would expect with all the lights and the, the the holes that you have to have for all that for to be able to withstand that um now i've watched uh i i, I watched some of the initial tests that you did way back when when you were first testing it at we in seattle and then i've watched a lot of the videos that you have these are great videos you have on the site and it you know the buzzing and the beeping and the lights and stuff like that and i've looked and they say I don't get the puzzle. Uh, how are these puzzles developed? How did, you, how did you come up with them? Can you give us like a, a sequence, an uh, example of a sequence that maybe a dog might have to master?
7: It's totally. Um, so at first, the dog just needs to get close to the toy. And the reason why we put the motion sensors on is because not every, not every dog from our test we found goes up and, and touches the toy. But every dog will go up to sniff the toy. So, we use the motion sensors to detect when the dog comes to get close to the toy. And then, the first level, they're really just learning that the, the toy gives them treats from another source, which is a new concept to a dog, but they learn it pretty quick. Um, and then, once, we, once our software establishes that they are repeating that behavior, then we make the game harder. And then we turn off the motion sensors, and the dog has to touch the toy. Then they have to touch it when a cue is played. We call that cue the treat sound. Mm-hmm. And um, then they have a certain time window after the sound plays that they have to touch the toy. Then um, we have, uh, we're able to increase the time limit or the time interval so that instead of the sound playing every 10 seconds, it can play on a longer interval, like every 20 or 30 or 40 seconds, or even on a random interval, so that that keeps the dog challenged to figure out when the sound is going to play. Right. And then we introduce um, a second sound that doesn't give the dog a treat. So they have to learn discrimination between the two sounds. And our software looks for a shaping behavior to see the dog um, interacting more with the treat sound and less with the the second sound that doesn't give him a treat.
1: And you worked. Did you work with 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 trainers to develop? I mean, this is like I as a pet parent would have never come up with all these things. So how did you develop these puzzles?
7: Well, we definitely got an input from trainers. Pretty much everything I told you is stuff that I, I just came up with. Um, Is my background is in user experience design. Uh We've really tried to think about design this toy from the perspective of a dog. Um, So, uh, but with that said, there are a number of um, little little features here and there that I I had a chance to mention that we've heard feedback from trainers to make the um, the the all the interactions work. The one thing I didn't mention is there's also lights, so we can add lights into the puzzle, so that dogs have to interact with the toy when certain colors of lights are are shown, and dogs can see red, sorry, yellow and blue lights pretty effectively, which also allows us to set a hearing impaired mode for deaf dogs to play the game, and they can play the game just totally on the lights.
1: Oh, that is fantastic. That is awesome. That's that's actually something I didn't really realize, but it makes perfect sense. And I'm glad to hear that you're working with trainers, because a lot of trainers have actually mentioned it on our show. And aren't you working on, you know, reaching out more to trainers, developing uh, special programs for them so they can try this out?
7: We do, yeah. We see that the dog. The nice thing about dog trainers and and pup pod, the the the, the combination is that dog trainers immediately get the benefit of uh, mental stimulation for dogs as part of good canine health, and they um, they're just generally curious about you know how dogs are processing information. And we found just from working with trainers that it's almost universal that they recommend to their clients more puzzle toys. So it's just a really good fit. And we have a special program for trainers. I encourage any trainers to listen to your podcast to come to our site and there's a, there's a dog trainer link and they can read about the program we have uh, catered specifically for dog trainers.
1: Oh, perfect. Great. And, and also I, I just have to, you you guys, one of the things I love about you is you've mentioned before pet tutor and Kong and then uh, relationships with the trainers. I love how you guys work with a lot of different people and um, you're, platform is built so they can work with a lot of people. So with that in mind, what's the future? What's, what's exciting things are on the docket for Puppod?
7: Well, there'll, there'll be other, like, as I mentioned in the beginning, we designed the platform to work with Bluetooth treat dispensers. And as other dispensers come out that support Bluetooth, we can connect to those too to give customers more more options. Um, and then you can also imagine that there's other health and wellness products that use Bluetooth And so our platform will be able to connect to those two um, without going into details of specific ones we're connecting to.
1: Right. Again, don't give away your secret sauce. And in general, like you and I were talking just before the uh, interview, you know, what in general do you think is the future of pet technology in general?
7: Well the as kind of what you were hitting on is we've designed our platform so that we can come out with lots of different dog toys. So the first one that we're selling is really just the first toy in a product roadmap that we've um, that we've got in the plant and in, in the works and um, so there's a whole bunch of different toys that we're going to come out with and you can think of all these toys as just a fun way for dogs to learn new things that are interesting to them. so in some cases the the toys are designed to teach the dog a um, you know, a kind of human desirable skill. But in some cases, the toys are just designed for um, dogs to have fun. And uh, particularly for dogs that maybe have separation anxiety, or we've heard people say dogs that are um, coming off of an injury and can't, you know, play in roughhouse as much as they go on long walks like they used to. Uh, there's a whole bunch of these scenarios where having mental stimulation and activity where the dog is eating um, as part of the brain work, uh, when they and they're and they're, phys- they're getting physical activity too, is just um, there's a number of scenarios where that is really useful. So we're we're going to keep making um, a whole line of uh, different kinds of toys that um, keep dogs interested. So you can imagine it's kind of like a, getting an Xbox and having lots of different games because not everybody likes the same game. <laughs> we're going to be you know you could, this is a this is a this basically is a computing platform from dogs, and there'll be lots of different toys some of which could teach like service dog type skills like oh, nice. picking up items for elderly people or you know turning on off light oh. switches things like that.
1: Yeah, that's genius. But unlike <coughs> a, an Xbox with your human kids you won't have to lock it up if they're misbehaving. <laughs>
7: no, no, and in fact, I've got a 5-month-old puppy and he um, just ate his whole meal with pup pod and now he's totally relaxed and calm where before that he was just getting antsy and you know was being a puppy. So yeah. Um, that's another scenario where it comes in comes in from first-hand use. It comes in really useful.
1: Great. Well, tell us, tell our listeners where they can find out more about Pep Pup Pod.
7: Oh, yeah. Our website is puppod.com, and that's spelled P-U-P-P-O-D.com.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Eric.
7: You're welcome. Thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely. Hang tight, everyone. We will be right back to wrap things up and preview our very special episode for next week. You don't want to miss what's next on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel.
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: Think of the world 50 years ago.
0: is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: We're back, pet lovers. We're going to wrap up today's exploration of tech for keeping tabs on our pets, those tools that are out there to help you monitor, communicate, and even play with your pets when you're away from them. Now, before we close, I think it's important that we mention a, a couple of other notable new products that are out there on the market. You know, a lot of these are actually products that we will be having on the show in the future. They just didn't all fit into this um, hour, but they definitely fit into the category that we're talking about today. So let's start first with uh, what we talked about first with the iMyK9 uh, car monitors for pets. In all honesty, there's not many out there. There's a couple that I found out there. One that was kind of notable was called the Anima Aware, and it's actually a UK product. You can get it online. It's uh, a couple hundred dollars uh, to get online from the UK. It it looks very promising, but I can't really say because I haven't held it in my hand. Much like the iMyK9, I haven't had a chance to test it myself. Um, But in general, I just need to say that I feel like the technology is still a little bit behind from what we really want and need. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking with Whistle and we were talking about how a lot of the new Bluetooth tags uh, that are out there for monitoring pets' uh, activity and things like that. Uh, some of them are starting to say that they monitor uh, temperature, and it is specifically for this type of thing that uh, Karen Oar was talking to us about about, you know, monitoring if they get too into too hot of a situation. The problem is is that that Bluetooth temperature monitor, they they tend to be kind of finicky. And I have tested devices actually um, that have those in there that are using the Bluetooth to do that. And things like your pet laying next to the fire, which our kitty cat uh, Houdini loves to do, uh, or perhaps rolling in the snow, which is what our dog Uler loves to do. Uh, both of those actually will trigger alarms for uh, the pet being in temperature danger, even when in reality they're not. So I'm, I'm really, really excited to see what the test results are going to be from that beta testing that she's doing right now with that k 9 project. I'm really excited to see what comes out of that, what people's feedback is for that, how they can improve that. So it really is something that is giving us good data uh, to protect our pets. But I want to say this, Choosing to leave your dog in the car. Even if you are just running into the grocery store for one quick little thing or just parking you know, in front of the post office to go dropping something off, you're taking a risk. First of all, you never know what's going to happen inside that's going to keep you there longer than you expect it to. And it's not just about the temperature, which, of course, is a huge danger. But it's also about anxiety and other things. There's a lot of stuff that happens around your car when you're not there and you're not aware of it, and it can cause really great stress in your pup. Uh, I have a friend who actually was only in the store for five minutes and she came back to find her entire seat of her car chewed up by her dog, something that had never happened before and she'd had him in the car many times and it was probably because of a high stress situation for him. And depending on what personality your dog has, it can lead to pretty destructive behavior like that or even dangerous behavior. They can swallow something or chew something up, get into something that you have in the car that you forgot. Uh, So leaving them by themselves, I would say in general, err on the side of caution. Leave them at home or make it so that when they're in the car with you, they're with you at all times and you're going someplace that they can come inside with you. You don't even want to have to bring those risks uh, into your life um, if, you, if you don't have to. So let's but let's switch gears a little bit. Let's let's talk about the pet cam devices, things like pet chats. Uh, pet chats is frankly uh, the luxury car version of a pet cam, uh, and there's quite a few of them out there now. So unlike the uh, monitors for the pets, which are still a little bit of the cutting edge and not many of them out there, there are actually quite a few options uh, if you're looking into pet cams. Of course, not all of them are exactly the same. They all have their own secret sauce, their own special take on things. But I think it's important to to mention a couple of them, uh, because frankly, there are some more affordable options that don't necessarily have all the bells and whistles of the pet chats, but are cheaper. Uh, So one is the Furbo. It it is a lot like the Pet Chats. It certainly doesn't have the paw call. It doesn't have the aromatherapy. But it is about $100 cheaper, and it gets really good reviews. Uh, We've actually had somebody here on the show uh, who talked about that a few months ago, who they really like it for their dog. Another similar one is the Petsy Treat Cam. It's even a little bit less expensive than the the Furbo, but it doesn't have any of those nifty features, again, like the paw call or the aromatherapy. And it should be noted that for uh, the Petsy, it's only one-way. Audio. So you can have a conversation with your pet, but you can't hear how they talk back to you (laughs) or can't hear how they're reacting in any way. But uh, if that big investment of the pet chats or even the furbo scares you off of this sort of tech, uh, it's worth checking out something like the Petsy or even something like uh, the Pawbo, which is comparable price wise with the Petsy and it doesn't have night vision like some of the other ones does, but unlike the other ones, it has a remote laser. And uh, I mean, come on, a remote laser, especially if you've got a kitty cat, uh, you can play laser games with them when you're away at work. Uh, to me, that sounds like a heck of a lot of fun and I would be interested in looking at something like that. Uh, and speaking of laser games and remote laser games, you've got the Pet Cube, which we've also talked about here a couple of times on this episode. Now, they, their basic Pet Cube, which is the, the most affordable, of all of these monitoring uh, devices, it doesn't dispense treats. Although they have a brand new one that is uh, in the more expensive uh, range with the other ones that dispense treats, um, but it also has a laser device as well. So that's really cool. Now, it should be noted, when you're looking into getting one of these remote monitoring devices, none of them are cheap. You are going to spend a few hundred dollars and you get what you pay for. And frankly, if you're going to invest in a remote PET cam, you need to be doing your due diligence. You need to be reading the reviews, you need to be researching them, seeing what the different features are. Don't go in expecting them all to be the same because they're not. When you are looking at the reviews, make sure you're looking for the newest verified purchase reviews if you're using something like Amazon, for example. And one interesting thing is see how the company responds to the negative feedback. There are some companies out there who are doing a really good job of responding and being very proactive in helping people work through some of the technical difficulties because it's a tech product, guys. There's going to be technical difficulties. But how they respond and how they deal with any negative feedback is going to give you a really good idea of how you are going to fare as one of their future customers if you choose to purchase their device. Now, let's uh, talk uh, about the last product that we had on this show, the Pod. Now here's the thing, a lot like the car monitors, it's really kind of cutting edge right now. It's a a newer uh, part, segment of the pet industry, and there are some toys that are out there that are in development that are available for pre-order. They are really exciting, but they're not something that you can run out today and go get at the store. So stuff like Playdate. Uh, it's only available through Indiegogo. I think we actually talked about it with uh, Amy Tokik before on the show and how excited we both are about it. The jury is obviously still out because it's only in pre-order as far as how amazing and effective it's going to be. It is super promising. It's got a camera in the ball, so you can actually see your furball uh, playing with it, uh, which is the videos that they show are wonderful and hilarious. I want this for my dog. Um Plus, they have a new version that will have ribbons attached to it for cats, and that I am sure will drive my kitties nuts because they love that type of thing. So even though it doesn't have treats coming out of it, uh, but you can remotely move it, which is really cool because it will spark interest for those curious pets. It's got a squeaker, so it will squeak uh, when you want it to, and you can also talk to your pet through it live, or you can pre-record things to talk to your pet to it. So I can't wait to see when these uh, start shipping out. Another really interesting remote new toy is called the Go Bone. It's also a pre-order thing. And just like you imagine, it's a bone-shaped toy. You can remotely play with it. Uh, The battery lasts for eight hours and there's an app that goes with it so you can record pre-scheduled play times or if you're like me and it's you know, snowing like it is right now outside and you don't want to take the dogs, you can just sit there on your couch while you're all cozy and play remotely with your dog. So I'm excited to see that one too. I think Penny in particular will like it. She likes bone things, but it's also in pre-order. So you just check it out. It's called the Go Bone. And uh, when it comes out, we'll of course be testing it. And speaking of testing there are plenty of remote controlled mice out there and also laser toys that are specifically designed for cats and they're not necessarily something that you can control when you're away from home but there's something that you can control when you're in the room with them and we've actually going to have an we're going to have an entire show in a few weeks that focuses on cat tech toys we've got five amazing uh, toys from frolicat that we are testing with our kitties and we'll look at some others as well we're going to be sharing those discoveries with you in about a month. Um, so looking forward to that. So don't worry, cat lovers. We've got you covered when it comes to tech toys. I want to thank Karen Orr from iMindK9 and Joe Myers from Pet Chats and Eric Eider from PupPod for joining me today. And later this week, we'll have our episode rewind on PetLoverDeek.com, where you can get links and more information for all the products that we covered today. But let's talk about next week, shall we? Um, I have to tell you, I am so excited about next week's show. February is National Pet Cat Health Month. So quick reminder, if you haven't taken your cat to the vet uh, recently, this is the time to do it. Make that appointment, go get their checkup. Cats, uh, unlike dogs, they're not in our face all the time. We don't always realize something is going wrong with a cat unless we notice something weird with the kitty litter box or if we notice a slight change in their feeding. Um, But It's really important that we get regular health checkups for cats. So that's number one. Number two, next week, we are all, we are going to spend the entire hour talking about really cutting edge science that is helping us raise healthier and happier pets. And as you might remember, I was attending the North American Veterinary Conference last week in Orlando, and my guests next week are amazing veterinary scientists that I met there. We'll have Dr. Kelly Deal from the Morris Animal Foundation with us to talk about a wide range of science that is changing the way we create environments for our indoor kitties. Learned so much from her. We'll also have Dr. Liz Bale, who has invented an incredible new way to feed our cats. It's going to make them happier, healthier, live longer. And again, I learned so much. I am so stoked to bring these two amazing ladies onto the show next week. So until next Saturday, my fellow pet-loving geeks, cuddle up with your fur balls, enjoy their unconditional love and company, and we will see you next week to geek out on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel.